0: Hello everyone and welcome to this KGW Straight Talk Extra. I'm Laurel Porter. We ran out of time in our regular episode. We had so much to talk about. We have such great guests, so we have this (laughs) bonus for you. We are joined by three of our region's newly elected representatives. Representative-elect Lori Chavez-Dreamer in Oregon's 5th District. Representative-elect Andrea Salinas in Oregon's new 6th District. And from Southwest Washington's 3rd District, Representative-elect Marie Glusenkamp-Perez. And we're also pleased to have with us Oregon Congresswoman Suzanne Bonamici. Unfortunately, Val Hoyle, the newly elected representative in Oregon's 4th District, couldn't be here, but we hope to have her on the show soon as well. Thanks again for staying a little bit longer to chat. we had so much fun during the Straight Talk episode, I hope everybody gets a chance to watch that. But we were talking earlier, Congresswoman, about how right now you're the lone Congresswoman in the Oregon delegation. Soon you'll be one of four. Tell us a little bit about how things have changed for women in Congress over the 10 plus years you've been there.
1: Well, there, there are more women in Congress and that really does make a difference. And I mentioned earlier that with some, there's always some exceptions, but I found that women tend to be collaborative. And when we look back at some of the biggest things that we've done uh, over my 10 years, women have been the, at the lead. And I look at, I just saw the, an amazing documentary about Speaker Pelosi and what she's been able to accomplish uh, as a as the first woman speaker who was elected twice as speaker of the house and it really does make a difference to have more women around the table and there are, are there issues that you know Everybody cares about childcare is something that I'm working on, uh, reproductive rights, access to health care, uh, These are things that, that, you know, oftentimes women care about more than men. Men will say, oh, of course I believe that people should have affordable childcare, but it might not be at the top of their mm-hmm. list. So it's also great for our constituents to look at Congress and see that
0: Congress looks a lot more like the United States of America. You all have had really impressive journeys to to get to where you are now. Tell us a little bit about that journey, Andrea Salinas. Yeah, so I've been, you know, a congressional aide and an advocate to different
2: organizations, environmental groups, reproductive rights groups, labor unions, and so, um, you know, for me, it has been about the the years of work that I've done in this space. And but being a woman, you know, there aren't a lot of other advocates who you know who look like me who are Latina and that sort of thing. So I think bringing this um, approach to this district, I think, will be um, really helpful to to the constituents I'm serving, um, given the district makeup. But it, it's also really exciting because I'm able to take kind of the breadth of work that I've been doing and you know, as an advocate, as um, a state legislator, and kind of translate it into work at the federal level. So kind of taking some of the best pieces of Oregon and some of our best policies, especially around healthcare transformation and figuring out what we can do to help the rest of the nation.
0: So. And you mentioned being a Latina. We have three Latinas here representing their districts. What's your journey been like at Lori Chavez Dreamer?
3: Well, when we look at our district and we talk about the diversity and we talk about bringing women to the table, it's just a different way of thinking. Um, as mayor, I always had my best outcomes when we had diversity at that table, men, women, old, young. And when we look at the diversity now, I mean, Marie, you're, you're young. And um, you know, in the Republican class, I'm the 10th oldest out of the freshmen. And I think to myself, I'm only 54 years old. But that's a testament to who's being elected to Congress and why and, and, and having a different voice uh, again being a mom, uh, being a business owner, being a mayor. I've been married 31 years to my husband, and we met in high school. I raised twin girls who are now 28, who have a different you know, voice and view. Uh, they're identical twins. They're one minute apart. One's a Democrat, and one's a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> but, but again, a testament to who's out there and what they're asking. And what they're asking is to represent them. Be relatable, um, be honest, be ethical, have grit, have fight women bring that to
0: the table. So I'm excited yeah. to represent Oregon's 5th district and, and really all of America. I think you all have grit and fikes. I know you all had really hard <laughs> <hot> <laughs> campaigns. And Marie, you come to the table without any elected experience. It's your first run for political office. So your journey has been a little bit different. Tell us about
4: that. It has, yeah. And I think that's something that's so critical is having um, people that, have small businesses like me who have had to operate under the sort of nest of federal and state and local regulations and really understand what it means to try and make payroll, to try to navigate new tax uh, laws, um, to experience you know what the workforce shortage means for the trades, and mm-hmm. and I think that experience is something that people are hungry to see, and their representatives to know that um, I I've had to navigate the permitting system, I've had to navigate the SBA loans. <laughs> you know, um, it took me a year to successfully apply for an SBA loan to purchase uh, the building my auto shop occupies, mm. and. Um, and I have a degree in economics, right? Like, I think that was, it, it, it was the size of a telephone book. And that's one of the reasons that I'm now applying to be on the uh, Small Business Committee in Congress, because I have an ax to grind, <laughs> like, you know? And I think that sort of personal experience really matters when you're trying to understand um, what processes can be improved on and need to be improved on if we wanna get our economy back on the right track. Right. You mentioned committees. <laughs> what committee do you wanna be on, Lori? Well, I always ask for the moon, so I have um,
3: put in for ways and means. Um, there's a healthcare subcommittee on there, 18 years in the healthcare industry. I think it's something that often Republicans don't want to talk about, but I do think we do need to talk about it. We need to know why it costs so much yeah. for healthcare, and I want to be a Absolutely. voice for that. Um, but transportation infrastructure that's key uh, as mayor. We're focused on moving goods and services and having a vibrant economy. And I wanna make sure that that's something that we pay attention to um, as well. So agriculture, farm bill, that's Oregon's fifth district. So there's a lot to uh, for us to have voices on. And because we're a small majority, uh, my vote and my voice will be a little more powerful, um, I think. So um, maybe ways and means, but if not, I'll wait my turn and uh, make sure I do the good work in order to get there.
0: Because as Lori mentioned, she's a member of the Republican party and they will now have the majority in the house. Andrea what what committee would you like to be on?
2: Yeah, so I think like my colleague, um, our districts are very similar. That, you know, we have a big agriculture area, obviously, with the Willamette Valley, so I'd love to serve on Ag Committee to help with the Farm Bill reauthorization. We have you know, lots of more small farmers than the rest of the United States and lots of specialty crops, so want to make sure that Oregon has its imprint there. And then education and labor, because I mean, we really are seeing you know, some labor shortages, and I think there are some structural changes that need to happen if we hope to open up um, that labor pipeline again. And so, yeah, I would love to be instrumental there.
0: Congresswoman, how, how is it decided? How Who decides who gets to be on what
1: committee? Well, I know the Democratic side and the Republican side, I, I trust, is similar. There's a steering and policy committee, so members make their preferences known. And then we look at the allocation of members. So, for example, right now, I'm in the majority, so there are more Democrats and Republicans on each committee. That will change. Uh, now, it should be... A, fairly close to what it is now uh, with um, a slight number of Republicans in um, I- greater than the number of Democrats on each committee. And then we look at the number of slots that are available and then the Steering and Policy Committee makes recommendations. So it's not a lottery like the offices were. No, because no. <laughs> I mean, the, the preferences are, are, are really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mentioned my first year because they came in a special election, I got what was there, which was uh, science, space, and technology. And, and I still serve on that committee and it's truly an honor we just helped pass the chips and Science Act, which is really important legislation for our semiconductor industry, but also for science and research and development, a big part of the district I represent, um, and then I was on the budget committee, which was great for a year, and then I got on education and workforce, which is now education and labor. We'll go back to education and workforce, but uh, these are uh, issues that I'm passionate about, from pre-K through higher education, and also the workforce part. Like yeah. Maria mentioned, and and everyone else, there's a, a great need out there for um, increase in numbers and people in the trades. The way I look at it is, we need to have a path for everyone to get to a successful job, so registered
0: apprenticeships, workforce training programs are all really important, well, as well as that pre-K through higher yeah. education. So impressive to, to hear about your journeys. What what advice would you have for other women who may look at you and say, you know, I'd like to do that, but I'm, I don't know where to start. Andrea Salinas, do you have some advice?
2: Yeah, it, it's actually one of the privileges, I feel like, um, being in these positions, that we are able to, um, to show and tell others, um, you know, and provide that advice, but um, I tell folks, Figure out where you fit in and where you can make a difference in your communities, and that's a great start. And you know, and you'll find your passion through that, and really be able to shine and take a leadership position in those roles. And I think you know that's always a great step to then furthering if it's not formal, like on a board or commission or something like that. There's always a task force. That, you know, we need more voices on. And if you have some unique experience, that is definitely an asset for you,
0: Lori.
3: Well, uh, my heart is always in local politics. As you know, I was a city councilor for six years for Happy Valley and one of the fastest growing cities in Oregon and then served two terms as mayor. Um, and I would say to all men, women, and anybody who's over 18, start local. Get involved in your communities. They become your family. They help raise your children. Uh, and it's important to give back to, if, and, I, and I started the Happy Valley Youth Council in 2010 for one reason. It was to give those young kids in high school a charge. If you go off to school and you come back, what do you want your community to look like if you were to raise your family here? And they would tell me all these things, and I would say, then you have to start investing now for it Mm -hmm. to look like that then. So get involved locally. Uh, I don't care what it's for. Just just pay attention Mm -hmm. uh, and care about your community. I'm sure everybody's is different, but I will tell you, run for city council, run for mayor, run for school
4: boards, run for anything. I think it's... Well, Marie, you went right to the top. (laughs) (laughs) What what advice do you have for No one's going to give you the permission to do it. You have to decide that it's something that you are passionate about. You need to have a really good reason to do it because it is so much work. Um, It is a huge sacrifice. You've got to have your community behind you. Make sure that your family is really on board, Um, your community. Nobody runs for office by themselves. So you have to have been that member giving back to your community showing your skills and ability to get that grassroots support.
0: Well, I look at all of you though, and I, I was on this end asking you all questions during the campaign, and I think you have to have really thick skin. I, sometimes I would think, I don't know if I could ever do that, if I could ever run for office. Isn't that isn't that hard? Wasn't it hard for you, Andrea? Some of the things that came up in the campaigns for all of you. You know,
2: it was hard for me, but it's a lot harder for our families. Mm-hmm. Like my spouse and my daughter took some of the you know the slings and the mud a lot harder than I did. I I do have thick skin and I can yeah I have the ability to let things roll off and just really stay laser focused on, you know, on figuring out what it is that my constituents need and you know what this district needs and then figuring out how to communicate and to that I'm that I can deliver that. But it's yeah, family takes things personally for you, so they're the ones who I think really are more of the front, on the front lines of emotions. What was it like for you, Lori? Twitter's not real.
3: <laughs> so <laughs> do, so not many really not. <laughs> do not Amen. believe it. Uh, yeah. Do not buy into it. Um, and if you're focused on this for the reasons that we've all said, um, being honest and authentic, uh, you don't you, you don't need to buy into it um, on the social media side of it. But then when it comes time to do the work you really have to do the work and people are counting on us Um, it's every two years Uh, the voters will vote and and they're expecting us to do our job and um, we will go back there every week we will be in person and we will do our job and we'll hold each other accountable as we should uh, for oregon's sake and for this country's sake so um, i'm willing to be up here i'm willing to take the arrows uh, for my district um and you took some it's, arrows. It's what we do.
4: Yeah, I was in a dogfight. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, I, I don't come from you know the automotive industry is not a gentle world. Um, I think that those skills will serve me well at being effective in Congress. But I, I think um, I, I think I was also, you know, I, I've said I get my internet from a radio tower. You know, we, we don't spend a lot of time on online at home, and I think that's really an asset. Um, And what Laurie said is so true. You know, the internet is not the real world. Go out and talk to people. Mm -hmm. Go knock some doors. Get off Facebook. Join your PTA. I mean, that's how we're gonna get our country back on track. Not being mean to each other online. I mean, I I think we are all so tired of this division and just how isolating is that? Mm -hmm. To feel like you have to be mean to people to be a patriot. It's It's a joke. It's a lie.
0: Congresswoman Bonamici, I'm, I'm gonna give you the, the final well, thought here just, in this podcast.
1: I'm so looking forward to serving with these amazing women. And and I think you can tell from the conversation that that th- these women have run for office because they have a passion for their community, for solving a problem, for making things better, for creating a better future for the people they represent. So I'm just thrilled uh, to have them joining. Uh, and I t- say to anyone who's interested in running for office, um, there you will have a support system, be there, uh, make that decision and when I first ran for Congress, I was leaving leadership and the majority in the state legislature to run for Congress and I talked to my best friend and she said, will you regret it if you don't try? And I said, absolutely, well there's your answer. Yeah. So uh, there's, there will be support there for you, your friends, your family, your community. Uh, but if you're, if you're there for the right reasons to solve problems, to get things done,
0: don't hesitate
1: take a chance, run for office.
0: Congresswoman, thank you for being here and all of our representatives elect. I wish you all the best of luck in DC. I'm confident you're gonna do good things for the state of Oregon and Washington. And I hope you all come back again and hopefully Val Hoyle can join us. Um, It's a powerful, really impressive group. So thank you so much for joining us for this podcast extra. Thank you, Laurel. Thank Thank you. And wishing you all happy holidays. Thank you for watching and listening.